Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. So glad you stopped by. We hope that as you listen to today's sermon, the Holy Spirit through his word will refill you, recharge you, and equip you for the rest of your journey with him. Listen to today's sermon. not take anything for granted. We thank you. We bless you. We give you glory and we give you praise. This morning, speak. 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 In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to you. I thank the leadership of the church. And before I forget, I want to thank all of you for the support you gave us during the bereavement of the family. I mean, it was very, very, it was a good feeling to see all of you. And I'm sure that that's what community means. So thank you very much. This morning, uh, um, I just want to touch on a few things regarding the wisdom series that we've been talking about. And if you don't mind, let's go back to our anchor scripture, Psalm 90 verse 12. So, if, if you read a scripture and it starts with so, and it means something, the number of important things that have been said, so the so connects it to something else that is also very, very important. And if you read from verse 1, it talks about the sovereignty of God, the brevity of life, who we are in the context of things, and sometimes the possibility for us to even over overestimate who we are in this world. And then it goes on and on and on and on and then it comes to so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So teach us to number our days. And talking about numbering of days, I mean, you all know my I, I lost a brother um, recently and I remember one of the times when we visited the hospital and the doctor was talking about so these are the chances and all of that and this is how many how many years it could add to your life and all of a sudden you realize that indeed this life that we have it's in the hands of God and, and so when you come to a point where you yearn for wisdom to live in this world and to lead this life I think is a very very important thing and I remember some years ago I read a book that talked about having a, um, a jar full of pebbles and every day that passed you take one pebble and you took out every day that passed you took one pebble and so let's assume you live to be 80 so every day that passed so on your 70 ninth birthday, you see how many more pebbles you have. And every day that passed, you took one. Because by all means, that day will come. Sometimes when we are 120 years, it may come, sometimes babies die. Sometimes people die that you don't expect. People die that you wish they had lived in a day longer. 
So I think this whole idea of teaching us to number our days so we can gain a heart of wisdom. If you look, if you look at that illustration, then it helps you to place eternity in perspective. That if you really, 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 really are a Christian, then from day one, it's eternity that is in focus. And it influences everything that you do. And so I tried so to number your days, to enumerate, to comprehend, to count. Because sometimes we forget that it's a certain number. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we live our lives as if we will live forever. And I'm glad I, I, I worship in this church. It's one of the few places where you've heard people talking about even planning your will. Because in some places, you don't even want to think about death. Because we are not primed. Everything is about living a good life and God wishes you to prosper and live in good health. And, and, and. and so sometimes you can live and then die and then you just go as if, you can live as if that day will never come. And so once you begin to enumerate, you begin to count, you begin to ascertain the number of days that you have. It changes the way you live. It changes the decisions you make. And Jesus said something, and that's one of the things I love about our faith. That he does, he doesn't, God doesn't hide anything from us. He tells us as it is. And he leaves us to make a decision. In fact, that he gets to a point where he says, choose you this day who you will serve. Even though he created you, he makes you make a choice. So, Jesus says that in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, says, behold, I send you out as sheep amongst wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless or humble as doves. So, it just gives you an idea that number one, the world is an unfriendly place for the Christian. It's not a pro-Christian world. In fact, the day man fell, that was the day we needed to contend for our faith and make sure that we make it to eternity. Because God's plan was to be with us forever and ever. So for every single day that we live on this earth, we are in a battle. So sometimes we think it's only when we go to our village that they see us. They see us wherever we are. It's just that we are covered. And we need to remain covered. And when something happens and you go under the covering, make sure you come back under the covering. So, you need wisdom to survive in this world that we find ourselves. So, Moses is talking about teaching us to number our days so we will gain a heart of wisdom. And then Jesus is also recommending that we live with wisdom in this world. Because we are contending. Sometimes you've not done anything just because you're a Christian. Sometimes they see something in you that you don't see in yourself, unfortunately. And that's why they don't like you. And that's why you won't win the vote. Sometimes when you go out there and say, I'm standing for this position because I'm a, I'm a Christian and I'm saying, oh, this guy, he will make things difficult for us. We can't do church, church, church. We don't want to do church. We want things to move. These church, church people, they confuse us. Sometimes when you find yourself even amongst friends, you realize that they filter the conversation. And they even laugh louder when you're not around. It's when you come there, it's like you're coming to spoil the, the party. So, 
You need a lot of wisdom. And then he goes on to tell us that we are not of this world. So we're not, he's not getting us into a cozy place where you think, oh, everything is fine. You are not of this world. In fact, it says the world does not even like you. And then he assures us that he's going to prepare a place for us. And I, I, in connecting that to teaching us how to number our days, how to enumerate, how to count our days, to remember that eternity is the ultimate. So, even if the person manages to, to kill you, he can't take your eternity from you. And that's one of the things I read from, I listened to when, um, some years ago um, from Andrew Womack that even in this wicked world, sometimes bad things happen to good people. But in the context of things, yes, it's a loss here, but that person has gained eternity if he was really working with God. And sometimes we do live recklessly. We, do, we, we behave as if we're not going, but we'll go. Sometimes when it's time to go, even people fight. See, they won't let them. I remember there was a story in the news where the man had two wives and they were fighting where to bury him. So one faction said, let's take him, for instance, for, for example, let's take him to Dodua. Another person said, let's take him to Asimfusu. No matter what happens, whether it's Dodua or Asimfusu, by close of day, you'd have gone. And because of that, it should, the, the decisions we make now, we should have all of that in mind. And, and I was just so, with this wisdom we're talking about, that we should gain wisdom, we should gain wisdom. I mean, in reading the Bible, I found out that we'll get wisdom from three sources. One, God himself gives wisdom. So in Daniel 1.17, it says that these people, they, they were knowledgeable in all forms of literature, and God gave them wisdom. And in James chapter 1, verse 5, James encourages us to even ask for wisdom. So God gives wisdom. The wisdom that we need to survive in this very hard world. In this world where, I remember I had a friend who, the boss called to do something in another company, and he told the boss that it wasn't right. The boss said, okay, if you refuse to do this thing, then I'll make sure your life is uncomfortable in this organization. And the the guy is a very strong Christian. Eventually, he lost his job. That's not a Christian-friendly world. And I'm not saying that because of that, we should also every, <laughs> we should go out fighting anybody who is not a Christian. But that's the wisdom part. That you have it at the back of your mind that it's not a Christian-friendly world. So that as you make your decisions, you allow God to give you this wisdom that you need so you can be able to maneuver because anytime you say, ah, be wise as serpents say, ah, why should God talk about serpents? No, nobody likes snakes apart from Paco um, Nanakofi-san who likes all sorts of animals nobody likes snakes so why would Jesus even recommend that we become wise? Because we associate the snake with craftiness but you know Paul sometimes there were instances where Paul had to escape. There were instances where he had to persuade. There were instances where he had to argue. That's wisdom. You being able to decipher 
when it is time to argue, when it's time to escape, when it's time to persuade, that comes from God. And I want to encourage all of us that in this life journey, we continue to fall on God for wisdom. And indeed, it's not from age. Anybody who asks, he just gives liberally. That's what the Bible says. The other thing I... So, so, I, so David prayed that God would give... Um, prayed for Solomon that he would have wisdom. And when God appeared to Solomon, Solomon also asked for wisdom. So just to establish the fact that God... And, and, and in Matthew chapter 10 from 16 downwards, Jesus was talking about when you are presented to the governors and before councils and you are persecuted. Do not be, do not be worried about what you will say. That I will lead you regarding what you have to say. The Spirit of God will lead you regarding what you have to say. That's wisdom from above. That one, you don't go and learn it from any book. God just inspires you and you speak and people wonder how come you can even come by such great wisdom? The other source of wisdom is that his word also gives wisdom. And that's one of the things. Anytime I decide to read the Bible, I discover so much. So much for living. For this life. And we need it. So it's the Bible that talks about that a man cannot heap coals of fire on his chest and not be burned, and not be burnt. Talk, talking about everything you do will have consequences. The fact that you're a Christian doesn't mean that what you do will not have consequences. It's wisdom from the word of God. Everything God has said in his word is for our good. And because he's able to see the end of, from the beginning, his word is supposed to be that lamp onto our feet. So, I mean, if you decide to devour Psalm 119, you see how the word is critical for the survival of a Christian. Because even your feet, it needs, you need a lamp. Because sometimes you just go and step in one wrong place. For some people, all they did was to say one wrong thing. One wrong statement cost them. One place they shouldn't have been that they found themselves at. So the word of God directs us. It's also a source of wisdom. So people will ask you, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? I don't do that because the word of God admonishes me not to. Or I do that because the word of God admonishes me to. The other source of wisdom is from people of God. So God surrounds us, puts us in a community like this and through our interaction we gain wisdom. Sometimes you can just, you are in a bad mood, you have a conversation with someone and God, I mean, it's as if God just puts something in that person's mouth for you. And that wisdom can unlock that problem that you find yourself in in this world that we, 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 we find ourselves in. So Bible says that in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. And that's why 
and, and it's important that we understand the brevity of life. It's important that that begins to influence our desire, our hunger for wisdom. And that also should influence the kind of people that we surround ourselves with. It's very hard for you to convince me that you're such a good person, but all your friends are bad. You just get attracted to only bad people. So when you need counsel, where do you go? Everybody needs some very good people around them. People who fear God. People who don't fear them. So they will tell you that you are wrong. Because that's another source of God's wisdom. Because there's, there's some people, I think that the only problem they have is that they don't have enough people around them who know them and do not fear them to tell them the wisdom of God. And <laughs> I wanted to say something, but if I said it, maybe the person will get to know. So. But if people tell you you are perfect, you are perfect, you are perfect, there's a problem. Oh, everything you do is good. There's a problem. You need people to look at you in the eye and say, no, 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 no. This thing I don't think is right. That's love. And that's also someone helping you to navigate this very treacherous life that we find ourselves in. So in my own journey, I've learned a few lessons. This journey of working in wisdom. And one of the things, as I said earlier, is always keep eternity in perspective. Because at the end of the day, we'll go and give judgment. We'll go and give account of what we have done. The Bible says good or bad. If that is the case, then if I cheat you in this business transaction, it's not the end of the story. And because of this wisdom, it will influence the way you want to lead your life. If that is the case, then if I steal this land, I know that this land is not mine. And if you are here and you have stolen someone's land, go and give it to him or her. You know it's not yours. But you have taken it. And it happens a lot in Accra. You check, ah, is this not my land? You're actually shocked. Because you know this, you check, this is my land. Someone is building on it. And on Sunday, we all meet at church. And we've forgotten that we'll go. We'll go. And because of that, it should influence the things that we do. The other thing I've also learned in this life is, in this my work and trying to gain wisdom, is taking a long-term view of everything that you do. Sometimes people will say, oh, you overthink everything. You are trying to connect the consequences and if this thing happens, then... But I think that's also wisdom. Because if you only live for the short term, one day you bite your face. Maybe your children may even live to fight that battle. And I recall growing up, I heard one message from Reverend Minnesota that I never forgot. Be careful what you call a blessing. Because there are some things that come and you think that, hey, Charlie, forget about it. Today is today is today is today. 
and you refuse to take a long-term view of that situation and you go for it and then you live to pay for the rest of your life. One transaction that ends up never ending in your life. It just goes on and on and on. And I look at Gehazi. Someone whose master was able to saw, to, to, to heal someone of leprosy. Now ending up to be leprous. Because at that time, the master has been, is it time even to go for money, to go for servants, to go for shekels of gold? Because I have declined it. That I, don't, I won't take it. But all you're thinking about is now. Now. I need it now. So sometimes the ability to even determine whether it's time for money or not is also wisdom. Because if it's all money, 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 you will miss it. Because all the decisions are made by money. And uh, sometimes, especially in the corporate world, you make a move and you regret. You make a big money move and you wish you could go back for the small money. And even in, in trying to, in dealing with people, the easiest place to borrow money, I think, should be the church. Okay, because I work in a bank, maybe the bank. It's the church. This is where you should be able to walk up to me and say, I need help. And I should be able to truly believe that you need help and give you help. And if you say it's next week, it's next week. If you say it's next two years, it's next two years. Once I'm comfortable, we're done. And you look at the story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife as well. It's always a long-term view. That yes, I could do it now, but what will be the consequence of it? The treacherous world that we find ourselves in. I mean, he paid for it, but eventually it catapulted him to where he had to be. So sometimes our wisdom will even cost us. The wisdom that God gives us will cost us. Because why won't Joseph take advantage? He says, I have authority over everything. It's just one more. One more item that I don't have authority over. And that's why I'm not the one asking you. And usually, ah, but was I the one who went to ask the woman that I love her? I was sitting there and the woman came. So the worldly wisdom will say that this is your chance. Maybe she's in some form of stupor and if you don't take it now and the thing goes away, you may never get it again. So the kind of friends you have, if you told them that Charlie, say, Charlie, go for it, you, it may never come again. If you got someone to tell you that, hey, be careful what you call a blessing. Be careful what you call a breakthrough because now what we call breakthrough, sometimes you are not even sure it's indeed a breakthrough. The other thing is to indeed trust in the Lord with your own heart, with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's one of the scriptures that I learned like by heart very early in my life through Sunday school, Proverbs 3, 5. And it's also godly wisdom from the word of God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Because in this life, really, it is him. Whether we lie and we 
wake up, whether we'll prosper, whether he will be well with us, whatever it is, it is him. And, and because of that, no matter what you present, and sometimes you have to make very tough choices. Like when I finished school, I got a job. I was telling my sister yesterday, I got a job that required, I was looking for a job. I wanted to prove to my dad that I was a man and I could take care of myself so that I would get the opportunity to kind of introduce my girlfriend at home. Because once you're getting a stipend, you can't kind of say, I have a girlfriend. If I, he'll throw you over the wall. <laughs> so I was keen to get a job and come and show him that I can take care of myself. <laughs> so I get this job and the job is at a resort, a very nice place. And because a resort, people drive there on, they start coming on Thursdays. And the place is really busy from Thursdays and they live on Sundays. So I was told I was going to be the deputy manager, which is a very big post for somebody who has just finished school. So I walk in, they say they will give me a pickup. I mean, everything sounded so nice. Then I get in and so I said, okay, so weekends, how far? <laughs> said, oh, no, no, this place, we don't do church, church business here. You can't go because church is the Sundays that the white people want to enjoy themselves. It is the Sunday that you say you want to go to your deputy manager. What kind of life is that? We can't do that here. I said, okay, then I'll, I won't take this job. So I think two weeks, my second week in that job. And I'm not saying I'm special. I'm just saying that life, it will cost you. So I told her I can't do the job because if I can't go to church, because that's the source. And that's why if you take it away from me, I can say that I'll trust in the Lord with all my heart. That he will take care of me. So if you take that one from me, then I don't have anything. So I, I, I walked away. So I'm just saying that in, in our quest to live the way with the wisdom of God, it will cost us. And I'm no, I know all of you have stories of how much it has cost you because of your decision to work, work based on the wisdom of God. But ultimately, it's in your interest. It protects you. Because Bible says that wisdom is a defense. Even though it also says money is a defense. But in that same scripture, it says that the knowledge of it also gives you life. It didn't say the knowledge of money gives you life. It connects the wisdom and takes it to even a further extent. So, the last point I just want to say. Yeah, yeah. So, the, the fourth one. So, do not be wise in your own eyes. I think we need to live a life where we open up for feedback. So, we can constantly benefit from the counsel of other people, the wisdom that comes through other people, the wisdom of God that comes through other people. Because there are people that no matter, you tell that this, is, this thing is wrong. And they may not go to church, but they may listen to godly counsel. And all of us in our walk in this world where we are sheep amongst wolves, we need to open up to the counsel and the, the, the counsel of the people God brings around us. The last one is indeed a good name is better than riches. And I think that once you're asking God to teach you to number your days, you want to live this world with a good name as well. Because at the end of the day, that's all that counts. 
as the word of God says, everything will pass away. There are people whose graves we can't find, whose assets we can't find, all we can find are their names. All we can find are their names. So, as we continue this walk in this world that Jesus told us about, that does not love us, that is going to be treacherous and is going to persecute us, let us also endeavor, bearing in mind that definitely eternity is real and one day we'll be called and when we also live, we want to live with a good name so that the generations that come behind us, even if they don't find our houses, our cars, they don't find all the things we had, they can find our names that we're godly people because we live by the wisdom of God. Shall we close our eyes? Father, we just want to thank you. It is because you love us, that's why you speak to us. We thank you for your word that has come. We pray that you help us to number our days and to gain a heart of wisdom. To continually come to you for wisdom. To seek, to ask for wisdom. To delve into your word for wisdom. And to surround ourselves with people who will bring your wisdom to us. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. We hope this sermon blessed you. If it did, will you consider sharing it with a friend? And if you're in Accra looking for a spirit-filled community to worship with, why don't you join us at Mikado Plaza, Aboni Junction, Accra, on Sundays from 9 to 10.30 a.m. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Accra Church and visit our website, accrachurch.org, for more sermons. God bless you.